Well, hey, whether you stumbled onto my podcast or you've been a longtime listener, I'm glad you're listening. What is this podcast all about? Well, it's about people just like me, just like you, about age 60, maybe a little older, maybe a little younger, but you, like me, are trying to figure out how you're going to do life for this next 10, 20, 30 years. How are you going to stay healthy? What are you going to eat? Are you going to exercise? How are you going to do the things you really, really want to do in retirement? Uh, But most importantly, things that I think about go along these lines. How am I going to avoid assisted living? How am I going to maintain my independence? How am I going to enjoy life to its fullest until God says my time is done? Thank you for joining me. I hope you enjoy the podcast. Well, hello again, and welcome to the Pushing 60 Aside podcast. I'm your host, Gene Fleming. Thank you for joining me. And uh, this is my second podcast of the new year. And it's still January, getting here closer to the end. I think it's uh, January the 26th. It's a Sunday evening. I tend to like to record on Sunday evenings. I've uh, gone through last week and have a pretty good feel for what I'm doing and and uh, what all's been going on, you know. <laughs> uh, it's been a great week. Uh, my exercise classes with the Fort Payne Senior Center have grown to the point that we've had to move to a new location, and tomorrow morning will be our first day in an auditorium that's large enough to seat 75 people. Now, I can't imagine uh, hosting a class for 75 people, all lifting weights and exercising together, but you know that just sounds like fun to me because I am really into senior fitness. And that's why you're listening to this podcast. Now, maybe you've not turned 60 yet. Maybe the name of the podcast, Pushing 60 Aside, just caught your eye and you decided to listen. Or maybe you've already turned 60, or maybe you are well beyond 60. The question I ask you is, okay, my friend, how are you going to get through the next 10, 20, 30 years and enjoy your life to the fullest? That's it. That is the question. You know, I... I I look at how people are doing that now, and some of them are doing it very well, and I admire those people. They've stayed active in their communities. They've stayed active in uh, their churches. They've stayed active uh, in the workplace. Some are still working, and uh, and they're as healthy as they can be. They've done a good job managing their weight throughout their lifetimes. They're responsible when it comes to seeing their doctor regularly, not just when it's an emergency. And uh, they're getting some blood work done. They're managing their sugar. They're managing their blood pressure. So, you know, I don't know how they all stumbled into their plan for getting to old age and being healthy and well, but they're doing it. It's not the path I chose. I had to get sick first. You know, that wasn't very bright, but, and I almost didn't make it to 60, but I'm here now. And I got my life together, got my act together, and got my fitness together, got my weight down, and and now, almost like some type of miracle, I've got the promise for a really good future. The one thing I don't want to happen to me is I don't want to wind down uh, in life with a prolonged period of illness that's brought on by heart disease or diabetes or or 
or weakness, physical weakness, or any, anything like that, I, I want to stay on the go. And it's not that I want to do that much in retirement, but I want to do the things I want to do. And I want to be able to take care of me, my wife, my household, and my little dogs too. Um, you know, I want to be able to do my yard work. I actually enjoy yard work. I want to be able to get out there and take care of the leaves when it's time and pick up the dead limbs that fall after the windstorms and and uh, keep things nice and neat and painted and touched up and all the things that, you know, really I, I dreamed of doing. I wanted to have a house, a nice house on a nice, in a nice neighborhood and on a lake or, or you know, and, and, I, and I was able to make those things happen. And now I want to stay here until God says my time is done and, and my life is over. And, uh, you know, I don't want to rush through the next 10, 20, 30 years. I want to enjoy and savor the moments and see the sunsets and, and the night skies and, you know, and just today, just today, because I, I see it as a quality of life thing. I put a new bird feeder in our yard because I really dig watching the birds. You know, it's, uh, it's one of those things. And a lot of people wouldn't like to have three dogs. I've got three dogs and I love those little rascals, you know, I spend special time with each one of them each day. I play with them. I get in the floor and roll and play and romp with them. And, um, you know, and it's part of what helps keep me feeling young. And, and you know, and, and there's nothing quite like being greeted by your dog when you come in from a, uh, a day of working in the gym or teaching classes or, you know, or, or when me and mama get back from a, a shopping trip, you know. The little guys are so happy to see us and it's like we've got our own welcoming committee every time we come through the door. So, uh, you know, one of the things that I'm having to contend with, because I'm 62 now, I turned 63 in the fall, but uh, I'm 62 now, and uh, 62 is a good age. You know, I'm not completely worn out, you know. I still, I'm still at a point in life where I can make the changes that I need to make to guide the course of my life. If I need to knock off a few pounds, I can work on that. If I need to get a little stronger or a little more flexible, I can work on that. You know, if I need to sleep better, I can work on that. You know, it, it, I'm not past making deliberate changes and being my own best doctor. And I'm not talking about diagnosing diseases or anything like that, but I'm talking about just generally speaking, taking care of of my body and addressing my health needs through diet and exercise. I'm an exercise guy. I'm a fitness trainer. This is this is this is my wheelhouse, and um, and I try to help others do the same thing. And that's the reason I do a podcast. It's not because I think I know it all, or that I'm better than any other trainer that's out there. But I can tell you this: I've got experience working with dozens and dozens of people that are anywhere from 60 to 90 plus years old. And uh, I talk to them. I hear their stories. I want to know, okay, Bob, how did you get to be 91? What did you eat? What did you drink? When did you quit smoking? How much alcohol do you drink? How much exercise do you get? Uh, are you still doing things around your house and your farm? And uh, the answers are almost always to the positive. Oh, I quit smoking when I was in my 20s, you know, or I've never really drank much, if any at all. Or, yeah, I've always been a handyman around my own place. And, you know, you know, just 
things like that. And uh, so I'll ask another lady, well, how did you make it? And she said, well, son, I, you know, I picked cotton, literally. I've got an 89-year-old lady in my class, and I said, what are some of your best and worst memories? She said, uh, one of my worst memories is picking cotton. I said, well, what's one of your best memories? She said, being done with it. And that's the humor of older people. She said, no, she said, I think probably some of my best memories is seeing all my great-great-grandchildren being born. I thought, wow, wait a minute, great-great-grandchildren, you know, and so many people will never live long enough to see grandchildren or great-grandchildren, much less great-great-grandchildren. So, you know, I have to, uh, I have to be kind of hard on myself sometimes, as I'm sure you do. I have to look at what I'm doing and say, okay, this is not working. You know, I'll go a week and pick up a pound or two, and I'll say, okay, 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 you know. It's just a pound or two. It's not the end of the world. But, um, you know, what I was eating this week was either too much of it or it's the wrong stuff. I, I can change that, and I do. And uh, I've noticed lately that uh, when I'm running, I've lost a little bit of my speed. Well, it could be due to aging. That happens, you know. It could be because it's winter and it's cold out there. I ran two days this week when it was near freezing. Uh, that could be part of it, but it could be that I'm not training as well as I can to run at faster speeds over a long distance. Well, you know, spring's coming and it's 5K season for guys like me, and you know, and I want to do well on the run, so I've got to look at my training method. And so, you know, like this weekend. I'm resting. Uh, you know, I'll tell you right up straight, you know, uh, yeah, I wear a Fitbit and I'm supposed to get 10,000 steps a, a day. But from uh, running this week, I ended up with a little soreness in my right knee. My knee needed a break. And I just declared this is a weekend of rest. I will do other stuff, <laughs> you know, but I'm not going to run. And that's just smart, uh, which leads me to this. Um Let's talk about arthritis just a little bit because, you know, those of us over 50 especially, we have some arthritis. It may not be debilitating. It may not even be painful or even noticeable, but if you're over 50, more than likely you have arthritis. And, you know, we need to consider, first of all, what is arthritis? Arthritis is inflammation of the joints. And um, there's two kinds. There's osteoarthritis and there's rheumatoid arthritis. And osteoarthritis is the kind of arthritis that most people will or do suffer with uh, as they enter their senior years. Now, let's consider the knee joint. Well, you've got your femur on top of your tibia and your fibia. In other words, your thigh bones sitting over the top of your uh, shin bones. And uh, in between them, you've got a big knuckle, your knee. And in that knuckle is a big piece of cartilage. It's like a piece of hard rubber. And it's the padding between that thigh bone and those uh, shin bones. And, um, you know, and it suffers wear and tear. It suffers erosion over time. Studies have shown that that's not necessarily caused by being used a lot. Um, and, you know, they don't really, the doctors really don't understand fully why arthritis happens, but we know but that cartilage in your knee, and I'm just going to work with the knee because it's something I tend to work on a lot. Uh, 
that cartilage can get worn down to the point that it is completely eroded away. And then that big knuckle of the knee is, is grinding right on that bone of the lower leg. And you have incredible pain. And even, you can even have distortion of the joint to where uh, the knee rather, your leg rather than being in a uh, vertical orientation, it may take a slight turn at the knee with the lower leg, you know, leaning over toward the right or to the left uh, in a distorted angle. Kind of like being bow-legged in just one leg. I've seen this recently. So, you know, that's something that can happen. It's caused because of erosion of the cartilage. And um, so, you know, in, in your knee, the cartilage is one type of tissue you have. And then you have the a sac that encompasses the knee and that sac is also responsible for producing synovial fluid. In other words, it's the lubrication that goes on that cartilage that makes it move across the joint or cause the joints to interact smoothly. And um, you know, and some people do not stay well enough hydrated. They don't produce enough synovial fluid. The wear and tear on their cartilage is worse than it is for other people. And as that cartilage wears away, uh, the pain in that knee begins to increase. Now, consider this, how many joints you got in your, your body. Every finger with its multiple joints. Your wrist is a joint. Your elbow is a joint. Your shoulder is a joint. Your hips. Uh, every one of your toes has a joint. You can have arthritis anywhere in your body. And, uh, you know, the thinking is that, well, I don't want to exercise too much because I'm just going to give myself a really bad case of arthritis. And folks, nothing could be further from the truth. Um, there's really no link to arthritis and exercise. It just, it doesn't exist. You know, and that explains why I see some guys out running that are 75, 80, 90 years old and uh, not complaining of arthritis pain at all. But let's say that you're like me and you have some arthritis pain and um, you know and and you know it when it happens it happens in your fingers it happens perhaps in your knee it could happen in your hips it could happen in your uh, shoulders but but you know that that pain there is distinctly arthritis or maybe your doctor told you it was arthritis well we know that while you might can take ibuprofen or Tylenol or any other anti-inflammatory drug for your arthritis, we know that generally speaking, low-impact exercise is the preferred treatment for arthritis. And by preferred treatment, I say that I'm not saying you shouldn't take an anti-inflammatory if your doctor has advised that, but if we're talking about knocking out this next 10, 20, 30 years, the last thing we want to do with arthritis is to become more and more sedentary because when we become sedentary and we quit using our joints very much, our joints stiffen. We lose the range of motion in that joint. Getting up and down becomes more difficult and we end up with weaker joints just because we don't use them. So exercise is an obvious answer, and my number one preferred form of exercise for people of all ages, but especially seniors, 
is the walk, the daily walk. And, um, you know, and I don't care if you can't walk, but 10 or 15 minutes, walk those 10 or 15 minutes. But if you can do 30 and get you a pretty good brisk pace going, you know, do that. Get a little heart exercise while you're in the process. Um, I, did, I did some testing on myself this week, and I'm only one person, so this is not science. This is not, I'm a, I'm a lone case study. But I wanted to see uh, how fast I could walk and for how long. And so I walked four miles in 58 minutes. Now, that's not record setting. You know, it, it, it's just not. But in order to be able to walk that distance in 58 minutes, I had to be clipping along at just a little faster than four miles an hour. So I had to walk just as fast as I could walk. And I'm not talking about some crazy wiggle-waggle, hyper-bouncy, ridiculous-looking thing. I'm talking about just picking them up, putting them down as fast as I could, but not jogging, not running. This kind of exercise is uh, intensive, and I found out that I could get my heart rate up and stay up at about 119 beats a minute, which is good for me. It's good for me. You know, that, that I'm well above my entry level into cardiovascular activity at that rate, and uh, I never ran a lick. You hear me? I wasn't going down a road on a bicycle pedaling with all my heart and all my might trying to maintain 20 miles an hour. I wasn't on a rowing machine, you know, pulling and, and, and rowing as hard as I could for an hour um, to get my heart rate up. That high. I was not on an elliptical with a lot of a resistance or on a stair climber. I was just walking as fast as I could and getting excellent cardio because I got my speed up. And uh, so that was my, my test on myself this week. So if you can walk, walk. And keep walking and get better at it and keep your joints lubricated. And if you'll do this often enough, I can assure you that you'll be able to pick up the pace a little bit. Your joints will get used to this activity. You will produce more synovial fluid to lubricate those knees and hips. And, um, you know, and you'll be able to pick up the pace and maybe do the same thing I'm doing at age 62. And that's killing two birds with one stone. I got my exercise in, I flexed all my joints, and I got some cardiovascular exercise in the mix absolutely for free. So the, one of the things we want to talk about when we talk about arthritis is the importance of stretching. You know, the, for those of us over 60, we don't want to jump into exercise of any kind, ice cold. And I'm talking about tennis, swimming, uh, maybe shooting hoops with the grandkids. Uh, going for a bicycle ride, uh, going for a jog. We don't want to do any of those things without doing some stretching. And I recommend to my seniors, start stretching before you ever get out of bed. You know, getting those shoulders to where they'll come up and lift your hands above your head. You can do that in bed. Rotating the ankles, extension of the toes, uh, bending of the knees, flexing the hips, pulling the knees to the chest, all these effective stretches that you can do before your feet ever hit the floor. I had a scary moment a few nights ago, and uh, I hope this is an okay segue, 
But as I've said on previous post uh, podcast, I've I've got a new new member of the household here, Jasper Banks. Uh, he's our Shih Tzu puppy, and uh, he's doing real well, by the way. In case you you wondered how the puppy's doing, uh, you know he's going through all his house training and he's learning how to follow a few uh, commands. Uh, he can sit on command now, and I think he's doing pretty good at uh, four months, four and a half months of age. And um, but the other night, in the dead of night, probably around 3 a.m., he yiped for some reason. I still don't know what it was. You know, he could have bumped his head. I don't know, but he let out a little yipe, and it startled me. And I sprung out of bed, just like I did back in my Navy days in the 80s and 90s. And because uh, I could hit the deck running back then, buddy. But I sprang out of bed. And my ankles were stiff and my feet were tight and maybe my circulation wasn't 100%. And I really couldn't feel my feet and I almost face planted in the bedroom floor. So this thing about flexing these ankles and and getting these feet able to rotate and flex and move and point and, and then easing off the bed and uh, making sure you can bear your own load before you stand up. But a good stretch before you get out of bed is a good thing. And we want to take all the joints we can through their full range of motion. And um, so if my arms are supposed to be able to reach over my head, I need to reach up there. If my hands are supposed to be able to stick straight out at shoulder height uh, from my, my shoulders, uh, I need to stick them out there. And if my wrists are supposed to bend, I need to bend them. And fingers, everything needs to be flexed and worked and rotated as it's designed to do. So we're going to warm up by stretching. And then when we enter exercise, we're not going to have finished this stretch and walk out the door and start running or biking or swimming or doing whatever it is we want to do for exercise full tilt. We want to ease into that exercise. It's all, I told one lady, pretend like your joints hurt before you start exercising, even if they don't. And ease into it and let your body get some juice in the joints. Let that synovial fluid get in there and lubricate that cartilage in that knee. And, uh, and let that bursa of your rotator cuff get some juice in it before you start you know, doing any kind of lifting or swimming or playing tennis or whatever it is you do for exercise. But, um, you know, we want to stretch first. Uh, we want to stretch after exercise. We want to merge into exercise as a warm-up, do the exercise, and then we want to come down off of that exercise gently, especially if we've been doing cardiovascular intensity. We want to ease our heart rates back down. Uh, so for me, like if I'm running and I've just finished running three miles, I might walk another two-tenths of a mile uh, as a cool down. I'm bringing my heart rate and my respiration back down and, and letting my body literally cool down. I'm doing all this because, yes, I have arthritis. I need the exercise. I need the cardiovascular help. This exercise helps me maintain my weight so that I don't regain all the weight I lost. And it gives me hope for the next 10, 20 
30 years. I've got to have a plan. I've got to execute the plan. I, if I, I can plan on exercising all day long, but if I never do it, I don't get one ounce of benefit from it. Arthritis is here. It's not going away. The best way I can treat it is by staying active, stretching, flexing my joints, ensuring that I'm still able every day to get into a full range of motion. The last thing I want to do is to sit around and get stiff, get dry joints, lose strength, lose muscle mass, get weaker, because the next thing I know, I can't get up and I can't go. Or it just gets so difficult that I don't want to go anymore. Because when I get to that point, my quality of life is going to go down and I work too hard to get to retirement not to be able to do the things I truly enjoy. I hope you'll think about these things. And if you haven't started your a commitment to exercise in the year 2020, this new year, I hope maybe this podcast gets you thinking about, wow, I can either maintain what I've got or I can get worse. I don't want to get worse. I want, I want to stay on the go. I want to spend time with family, grandkids, my social clubs, my groups, my activities. I want to do all that stuff. But if I don't take care of me first, if I'm not my own best first doctor uh, by doing what I need to do, which means get the exercise I need and get the diet I need to keep my body healthy. If I don't do that, it's going to get hard. It's going to get hard. It's going to get harder. And your years will be numbered before it's time. I, I don't want that to happen. That's that's. I, I'm like a boxer fighting this aging thing. Now, I'm going to get older chronologically. It's going to happen. But I don't want to surrender to it and give up so that I quickly go downhill when I'm 65, 70, 75, 80, 85. My goal is to make it to 90. I'm really aiming hard for 90 because I've got a lot of friends and and uh, some of my workout clients now that are in their 90s. I admire these guys. I'm telling you, they got it going on. Uh, they're still involved in community activities and church and family stuff and exercise classes. And I see the wisdom in what they're doing. And you know what? The most important thing is they love it. They love being alive at 91. They love being the patriarchs in their family. Um, they love still having mental clarity and knowing what's going on and being active. That's the kind of senior I want to be, and I'm sure you do too. Until next time, this is Gene Fleming on the Pushing 60 Aside podcast. Thank you for listening. If you like the podcast, I ask you, share it with a friend. If you think this will help them, listening to a guy like me tell his story and talk to you about health and fitness, please share the podcast. I'd appreciate it. We might just help somebody truly enjoy their approach to their senior years as well. God bless.